It's Brian, your lunatic friend, and I'm telling the stories of Jesus and music. And that shouldn't even be the title of this thing anymore, because we're just covering Brian Duncan's career. And yes, I follow Jesus, and I've been doing Christian music for 50 years. So this isn't going to be a comprehensive overview of Jesus or music. I think what it boils down to is that I am merely a core sampling of this time period. So in the summer of 1995, I was listening to Christmas music, preparing to do my first ever Christmas record. This is how you know you've become an established artist when you start doing Christmas projects. And until now, I hadn't thought about the fact that Christmas songs are mostly written and recorded in the summertime. So you can have the record released by Christmas. No wonder the writers wrote that song, Oh, the Weather Outside is Frightful, because it was written on one of the hottest days of the summer. Let It Snow is really just the writers begging God for some relief. Now, I had only written one Christmas song, and that was back when I was in the Sweet Comfort Band, because why would you want to write a song that you can only play once a year? I only wrote the song Christmas is Jesus to protest what was happening at Christmas. No one was saying Merry Christmas anymore. No, it was Happy Holidays. Now, if you've heard any of my songs, you'll notice that I'm not cavalier with the name of Jesus. Because growing up Pentecostal, I'd heard people milk the name of Jesus in a way that felt like they only had one oar in the water. Frantically screaming. And I don't even think I have to demonstrate that for you. I just mention it because making Christmas is Jesus the title track of my record was not something that came natural to me, but it felt like a necessity. The longer I had lived, the less I felt that it was a celebration of the birth of Christ. So if this was going to be my Christmas record, I felt that I should define what I think Christmas is. Christmas is Jesus, a child for all men. Gone from the manger and tomb he lay in. Christmas is Jesus, God's love coming true. And then to keep it from sounding like every sermon you'd ever heard, I added my own take. A star from the heavens has fallen for you. I wasn't crazy about the verses in this song, but I was trying to paint a picture of Christmas in California, and we didn't have pine trees, we had palm trees. And so I would write scented pine, dreams of snow, candlelight, colors glow. They were just random thoughts. Family, hold me close. Children smile, beggars cry, and choirs will sing the story. But my favorite line was peace on earth rings a bell. It seemed like peace was a distant memory. We always sang about it at Christmas, but I didn't see much of it. So when we started writing songs down for what we might want to do on this record, the first song to come to mind was I Heard the Bells. Because for a Christmas song, it sounded a little more realistic, because that would be the first thing I would resonate with when it says there is no peace on earth. Yeah, he would start there, but when he gets to the point, God is not dead, nor does he sleep. It moves you toward the purpose of Christ's coming. I would get Tom Howard to play a simple piano part and sing this almost unplugged. So these would be the first two songs for Christmas is Jesus, and it would be the middle ground between two different ideas for this Christmas record. I was assuming it was going to be a standard kind of record. I had no idea how ambitious Dan Postuma saw this record being. I was thinking a band and a couple of singers and more modern day songs that I liked around Christmas. Like my next pick, Grown Up Christmas List. I had done a Christmas show with Amy Grant and my youngest son had a crush on her because she spent a little time with him backstage when he was six years old. I remember asking my son what his favorite Christmas song was when we were driving in the car, thinking it would be something like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer or one of my favorites, Blue Christmas, sung like Porky Pig. So I was astonished when he said that his favorite song was No More Lives Torn Apart. Seemed awful mature for a seven-year-old. And of course, that was the same song I picked. I'd heard Amy do Grown Up Christmas List in her set, but I noticed that she had added some of her own lyrics. In her version, she would sing, As children we believed, the grandest sight to see is something lovely wrapped beneath our tree. Well, heaven surely knows that packages and bows can never heal the hurting human soul. Needless to say, I was going to do her 
her version over the original. Because of that verse, and the fact that my son Devin liked it, or probably more that he liked Amy. In this song, we would add a children's choir, and Devin would join me on that record, singing with a small group of kids in the second chorus. And I still sing that song at Christmas, because Christmas list is on my list. Because most grown-ups understand a longing for something that they don't have, uh, that doesn't fit in a box. And here's where I felt like there should be an altar call at this point. I can still hear my dad saying, now while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, how many of you would say, I would like to know the peace that Jesus brings. And that's when I thought of another song that I had heard called Please Come Home for Christmas. I had heard the Eagles do it back in 1978, and it was one of those songs that sounded so good, I remember where I was when I heard it. Sitting in the parking lot in front of the bank, I just sat there in the car and listened to the whole thing. The arrangement was perfect. And when I looked up the writer of that song, turns out it was a guy from the 50s named Charles Brown. He was a blues singer, and I thought it was ironic that my favorite movie at Christmas was a Charlie Brown Christmas. And I like that movie mostly because Linus quotes the scriptures to tell you what Christmas is all about. And I remember where I was the first time I heard scripture quoted on a national network, but to this day, the other Charlie Brown's record still plays at my house at Christmas. It's Charles Brown's Blue Christmas. And I would cover Please Come Home for Christmas in the exact arrangement that the Eagles did. In fact, I would get Timothy B. Schmidt of the Eagles to sing on the background vocals of this very song. Ten years later, I would cover another one of Charles Brown's songs. Christmas time comes but once a year. But Jesus was only born once, and he came that you could be born twice. So after choosing a song that felt like an invitation to me to accept the gift that Jesus brings, I thought maybe we should unwrap that gift in a Christmas song. And here's where Dan Postema brought me a song by Billy Batstone, who was another singer that had come out of the Jesus movement. He went back as far as I did. He'd written a song called Took the Form of Man. And the lyrics start out like a children's book. One day an infant's cry in a troubled land. And the chorus was a simple visual of God wrapping his gift to us. He wrapped his love in flesh and blood, and he took the form of man. It might have sounded like a children's story, but the way we did the music sounded like something Sting would do. And on the tag I would add, took the form of man, and we held him in our hands. We held him in our hands. And that made it even more astonishing to me that God would give himself to us in a way that we could handle. So now you have the first five songs of the Christmas is Jesus project. Because in my mind, you have to start where people are before you start giving them what they might not understand. Because like I wrote in a heavenly light on the Slow Revival project, Lord, even the wise men seem to need a star. And in five of the next six songs on this record, Dan Postman would take this to the stars, bringing in the Hollywood Presbyterian Choir and the Nashville Strings, and we would record the choir and the orchestra at that big round building in Hollywood that they call Capitol Records. All I remember about Capitol Records was meeting Dave Gruel in the hallway. He was real affable and he said he was in a rock band and when he told me his band was called the Foo Fighters, I just remember thinking, wow, what an odd name for a band. And the primary reason for me being in the hallway at Capitol, there was nothing for me to do except watch the orchestra play and the choir sing. Now growing up in a small Pentecostal church, I was not comfortable really with big 120 voice choirs. That was bigger than our entire church at home. But the songs we picked for the rest of the record would be songs that I remember doing when we would go Christmas caroling in our little neighborhood. And I will cover those in the next episode of a core sampling of Jesus and Music here on NutshellSermons.com. And you can leave me a comment. If you're on a podcast, you can type that URL into your search bar. And no, you won't find me at the bar, but it will take you somewhere you can share. But for now, I will bid you adieu, and thanks for listening.